Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Let's get to our guest, Carol Schleif, CIO at BMO Family Office. Carol, I want to ask you about China. I know the Fed is on a lot of people's minds, but we had this incredible action here in the past 24 hours. And I think there's a burning question here. So we had the protests and then the huge police presence. And then yesterday, China striking a conciliatory tone, the comments that we got from the health authorities. How real is this? Is this the party... Uh, reacting to what they saw and deciding to give a little, or is it just another example of carrot and stick? Uh, It's a great question. They've got a really fine needle to thread because it's very important that they look supportive, if you will, of continuing to, to to entice businesses there, especially their relationship with Taiwan. And yet it's got to be very trying for the leadership because they want the authoritarian control over what's going on there. So uh, hopefully it allows some changes for people. Clearly the global markets want to see China loosen the zero COVID policy because every time there's even hints at that, the global markets rally, especially those all important technology shares. But it's going to be really interesting to watch do the actions on the ground match what some of the verbiage out has has indicated so far? Yeah, it's an interesting uh, question whether or not you put money to work in China at the moment. There's certainly plenty of uncertainty, but plenty of upside as well. How are you judging the situation? I think we're continuing to remain pretty balanced overall in our portfolios and U.S. centric in the portfolios because there's you know, U.S. stocks are on sale this year as well and not as badly as a lot of the international stocks, but there's a lot of fundamental support underneath things here, even though you're seeing layoffs in the tech sector. You've also got a lot of fiscal stimulus headed into the markets. It's been earmarked, but not necessarily spent yet. We've had strong capital spending. We've got a lot of strength in a lot of key industries, and we've got a turn in some where some of that growth is going to happen, too, in the next couple of years to longer term. And so there's a lot to be excited about in U.S. markets, and so I think we're choosing to take our equity risk there more so than um, 
going neutral weight even. We remain underweight in developed and emerging yeah. markets. Carol, we've got a big speech coming up from the Fed Chair Jay Powell. Um, we are expecting a pivot to slightly smaller in interest rate increases of 50 basis points. But do you get a sense we're starting to talk about 50 basis points like it's no big deal? I mean, there is still a lot of tightening to come. Fed officials have been reminding us of that this week. And with that in mind, you mentioned U.S. stocks are on sale. But have we found the floor yet? Is there a better value to come? Well, the interesting thing is, is the market all year has been trying to fight the Fed because Chairman Powell has been very consistent all year in talking about wanting to get inflation down. And you had the Fed governors come out over the last week or so and reiterate that issue about higher for longer and not necessarily at 75 basis points. If you told the market back in January that they were going to do four 75 basis points in a row, I mean, the decline would have been a lot more serious and a lot quicker because nobody expected it. And so it is a little interesting for people to call up it a pivot potentially to only 50 basis points. But I think the thing that the Fed is trying to make very clear and probably part of the reason why you saw light trading today because no one wanted to get in front of the comments tomorrow mm. was that you'll probably reiterate this concept of 50 basis points and maybe another, our, our house expectation is 50 basis points and followed by two 25 basis point increases and then holding there for some length of time. We yeah. don't, at this point, expect to see any cuts in 23. And that would surprise the market, I suspect, because the market keeps trying to infer that the Fed's going to cut in 23. The market's always seemingly binary in this. It's either he's... You know, he's he's more hawkish or he's less hawkish. And, and right. so it's like it reminds me of to tell the truth, you know, well, the real Jerome Powell, please stand <laughs> up. Uh, and so so do you think that he because we have to look at his emphasis, does he emphasize more uh, that uh, there's some moderation in the pace or does he emphasize more that there's a lot more work to be done? I think he'll I think. He'll mention the moderation and the pace, and he'll lean into, again, the fact that there is a lot of work to be done. But I wouldn't be surprised if he starts pointing to some of the hopeful signs that they're seeing. The housing market is backed off. Um, freight prices, notwithstanding a potential railroad strike, but freight prices have come down. The ports are clearing up. There's things on the goods side that are making sense. and But... The, the stickiness right now is on the services side and the demand for services, as we saw over the, the holiday weekend here, the demand for services as opposed to goods is really high. So while deflation in, in the rate of it's not deflation, but a lessening rate in the rate of increase in goods is important, it's not going to be felt as much. And the Fed's going to watch that because the Fed really wants to see some leveling in the overall rate. Oh, what's your case for the dollar going ahead? Because the pace of rate hikes likely to ease from the Fed, but still a lot of uncertainty out there globally speaking. Is there still some haven demand to be had for the U.S. dollar? Yeah, I think there is some haven. And there's a lot of strength relative to other economies in the U.S. economy too. So it's going to continue to attract capital not the least of which is even if you you know if you're a European manufacturer and you've got more consistent energy supplies and closer to your consumer over here, you're going to think about putting construct, constructing facilities here and, and expanding 
capabilities in the United States. So that's going to keep the dollar strong and keep attracting capital into the U.S. as well. All right, uh, Carol Schleif, we will have to leave it there. Thanks for joining us on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, though. Carol Schleif is CIO at BMO Family Office. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.